I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our friends at BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, my co-host and friend, Nick Martin. Nick, we start every slate, no matter how big, no matter how small, with our favorite underdogs. We've got a pair of them uh, for Thursday night, looking at another short slate, seven games, and then next week, the NHL schedule. Actually, like Saturday's jam-packed. There's hockey on from 12 to 2, p- 2 a.m. Eastern, basically. Um, but, yeah, for this one, it's just seven games, but we still managed to pick out two underdogs. I'll flip it to you uh, to go first because I think this is an interesting team. We touched on them last week. I'm assuming last episode. We said you're going to want to buy this team. It looks like they're, it looks maybe they're turning a corner, getting a little healthier. Uh, and they proved us right in that first game where we said to bet them against the Predators. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Vegas to take advantage of a situational spot over Minnesota, who played uh, Wednesday night in Dallas, and they're going to be going with Gustafsson in that game, which means they'll have their lesser the two options in Marc-Andre Fleury playing uh, Thursday. I just think it's a great spot for Vegas to follow up what was an excellent performance versus Nashville. They pretty much just blew them right out of the water. That game wasn't close. We talked about how Vegas are going to be interesting to watch because although Stone is drawing so many headlines for being sidelined, and rightfully so because he's been excellent, the injury situation is arguably still way better than it has been, which I think is a a keynote. And I think that showed in that contest in Nashville because there's a lot of guys who really dominated. Obviously, Minnesota are still a good level above Nashville, but I just think considering this situational spot, the price is pretty strong at plus 105 as of Wednesday. So yeah, I, I think it's a good bet and I'm pretty high on it. And then the other note, I thought Jack Eichel was better in that contest. And a lot it's been pretty rumored that he's kind of dealing with some, some issues, which I would buy into because I actually thought he was pretty excellent at the start of the year. I know he likes to draw a lot of uh, hate from all over the place, but if he's going to play better, he has the ability to be a top center and maybe that little break helped him as much as anyone if he's working through something. So yeah, I just think it's a good spot where this should be closer to pick him and uh, a good spot to get on the nights. Uh, yeah, I'll be with you on Vegas on Thursday night. I think that the wild are in a, in a tricky spot. Like you said, it's a back to back. They just, they're swinging through uh, the Southwest. They lost to Arizona on the road in a great performance from by. Carol Vishmelka, Coyotes 11, 8, and 2 at home, by the way. Uh, so Yotes at home, so far so good. Uh, but I think that this, you're right, like this Vegas, this Vegas team is starting to just push play in the right direction generally. Uh, a lot of it is getting bodies back. And this was a team that coming into the season, we knew it, at their best they'd be 
like a Seattle or something where you're talking about there's very few holes in the lineup, but when you lose the amount of bodies they had when you have the type of carnage that they have, those holes show up uh, and and they can really drag down a season uh, and, and kind of make you downgrade a team. But you have to be willing to upgrade them when those bodies come back, and that's what's looking like is happening. So the Knights, uh, for me, look good. Uh, my underdog is Seattle. Uh, they're plus 140 in New Jersey. The Devils are minus 165. This is, to me, it's a time to kind of sell high on New Jersey. They're 8-1-1 in the last 10. They've been ripping through uh, their schedule ever since that downward turn. People started questioning how just how good this team was. Well, they resounded. They gave us a resounding answer to that. Uh, but as we've touched on throughout this run, their underlying numbers kind of suggest they've not played as well as they were when they were just a, an absolute force in the beginning of the season. Not bad by any stretch, but they're just not tilting the ice in the right direction. They were l- lucky in the sense that they they squandered a, a big lead to Vancouver, which is pretty hard to do these days, get an overtime win against the Canucks. So that kind of, just the fact that they get those two points and they get the win and they continue this run uh, kind of covers up what happened there. So Seattle, to me, they're on the road. They're coming off of dreadful performance against the Islanders, uh, in which they lost 4 nothing at UBS Arena uh, with me in the building. So that's part of it. But uh, it's a good uh, you know sell-high spot, maybe a little buy-low spot on, on Seattle on the road in a, in a what should be a pretty competitive game. Yeah, I've been waiting for the time to fade the devils because this run I was beating the drum that they were going to start winning games in December, but this run is just there every game. I, I'd like to see, I should have counted how many of the wins have been in overtime. Cause it's been seemingly all of them. And on top of that, how many of them they've kind of dragged it there with the late equalizer or something. Vanacek's been unreal. So kudos to him. He's part of the team. Um, but the process hasn't looked like it did earlier in the year where they're just absolutely caving teams in. So I agree there. I do think, John Marino is going to help a lot because those were some of the minutes that they were getting dummied in. And now he's going to step in and be a massive upgrade. So that'll be something to watch. And then I just don't know if Seattle's the exact team I want to get on so much. I would lean here with the the Kraken with you at the price, but I also, it's not like my favorite spot to back what I think is eventually going to be a, a bit of a downswing from the devils. All right. Uh, so those are two underdogs, Vegas, Seattle. A little uh, expansion team parlay. Let's look at the rest of the board here. Let's start with Edmonton. Uh, They're in Philly. The Oilers minus 185, Flyers plus 150, the over under six and a half. Your best bet in our last episode was the Oilers uh, to win in a regulation. They did that, but they didn't look too convincing doing so. That said, like this team is heading in the right direction. So I'm not willing to take them on, especially with a Flyers team that uh, I think punched above its weight well above its weight going into the break. They went 10-4-2. They came out. We're all right against the Islanders, I thought. They they were able to kind of play that into a into coin flip territory. They lost 2-1. Sam Varlamov made some some big saves for the Islanders. The Islanders had some chances as well. Like It was good goaltending, hard-fought game. Both teams were making mistakes and giving up chances. Uh, kind of what you'd expect coming out first game coming out of a break. The number's just not big enough, I don't think, to take on the Oilers. But... Uh, I'm not going near Edmonton after what we saw the other night. So this is pretty easy pass. Yeah, I think the other night, first game out of the break, whatever, the Edmonton found a way. But there's there's enough arguments for Philly here. I just thought this number looked sharp to kind of summarize it all, I'd say. 
the Colorado Avalanche, they're plus 110 in Tampa. The Bolts minus 130. The over-under here is six. Colorado probably should have won that game against uh, Pittsburgh in like the first 15 minutes, uh, but they ran it to Casey DeSmith standing on his head, which kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, Tampa Bay, meanwhile, uh, we, we took them on with San Jose last episode. San Jose was our favorite underdog. Uh, San Jose comes back in the third and win in overtime. So Tampa has lost uh, its first two games back to Florida and then San Jose. Now they got a tough one here against Colorado. Uh, Nick Paul left that game. I haven't seen an update on on his status, but uh, with Colorado getting healthier, uh, it would be the avalanche here or nothing uh, for me. Yeah, I agree. They've been playing unreal, and that was no different in that game. And to even go past just a Smith, like they hit three posts. (laughs) If if one other of those goes in, it's 2-0 heading in to the third, and I don't think Pittsburgh ever find a way to make that uh, game. So that was just a frustrating one altogether for the abs but i like where they're at a lot and i I think i I thought a really positive note from that game was that i thought byram looked excellent which is awesome to see he's a really likable player and was massive for them in the finals last year so i like that i think this is going to be a really good game and i definitely would lean towards taking the avalanche considering they're the slight underdog but it wasn't my favorite uh bet on the board by any means the Florida and Panthers. Guess, oh, go right ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to jump in one more note, too, on like the whole Tampa thing. Cause I saw some people after that game saying, like, what's wrong with Tampa? That is like, I think one of the most unnecessary comments that there could be. They're playing for nothing. I think they're still nine points up on Buffalo for third in the Atlantic. So plenty of runway there. These games don't mean much. And they've done this in each of the last three years. So I don't think this is the time to sit and like question something like that like I don't know what people think the top teams records finish with every year when they make kind of comments like that but yeah I'm not worried about the bolts yet yeah it's hilarious man uh last year the the uh what was the tagline is Tampa Bay tired don't think so uh if they lose like eight in a row we can have this conversation but let's punt it until then uh staying in the sunshine state though let's talk about the uh San Jose Sharks and Florida Panthers. Sharks plus 180. Panthers minus 225. Over under 7. Matthew Kachuk and Sasha Barkov were not at practice. So keep an eye on that. Uh, and generally, I just think that the Sharks are going to be undervalued until they trade Timo Meyer and, and maybe whoever else. Because we keep beating this drum. This team does a good job controlling play at 5-on-5. Five five. They just uh, don't have the talent and necessary things around the edges to go their way more often than not. And I'll say this, the Panthers are going well. They look good. The process looks right, but that's this team still has flaws. The goaltending is it's tough to trust, but when everyone's talking about this team, it's almost like it's a sure thing that this team's going to go on a run and, and really put pressure on uh, Washington Pittsburgh uh, for the playoff spot. And it looks like it will happen. But it's not a guarantee that they're just going to keep rolling. Uh, so this pr- if this price gets out of hand, I, I have no problem taking the Sharks. Yeah, I, I can see that argument because the Sharks aren't like a true bottom feeder. But I don't know if I see the Panthers blowing it. I said right when I watched that Boston game that that was the win. And I know you don't want to think too much about, you know, momentum and that sort of thing. But I really did think that Boston win was going to cause an upswing because it was such a good performance and they found a way to get the result. 
And then they followed up with a 7-1 win over the Lightning. And I just think it's one. I don't love the number, but I don't I don't want to back Florida blowing this game. Like, I think they're just in a place where I don't know if I see it happening too often. And I think Barkov, uh, to touch on that, is going to probably play. He skated before the team yep. today, so he didn't practice with the group. But that'll be... I think if Barkov and Kachuk play, I'd probably get involved in Florida. We'll see. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, let's move on to Top Shelf Bets. Our favorite bets, Thursday, February the 9th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. You can go first here. Uh, you have a play for us against uh, a team that we just keep picking on. Yes, and I think I've ended up backing the Flames a lot. I don't know how good it has been to me. But that said, they played a pretty respectable game in New York which every Flames game seems kind of respectable. It's always kind of the same story. They find a way to give up enough to let the other team into it. Whatever it is, they don't finish their chances. But I'm going to go back to Calgary. I still believe in them, and I think it's just such a good spot versus Detroit to take advantage and collect two points. The Flames are still featuring three lines who should be able to win a lot of these matchups. If they get steady goaltending, I'd like to think they go with Vladar here. I think a lot of people were already kind of like, at what point? Is Sutter just going to ride Vladar when he's winning every start? Well, it wasn't the New York game. And I think Markstrom's probably been better than people think. But with that said, the Vladar numbers are starting to be a little hard to look away from. And yeah, I just think Calgary still has enough talent in the lineup to take advantage of Detroit here and just get moving in the right direction. So I'm going to go with the Flames at plus 105 to win in regulation. I got nothing uh, on that game. But... My favorite bet uh, is in the Islander game. I will be there again uh, as they host Anthony Beauvillier, former Islander, and the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Canucks plus 170, Isles minus 210, over under six and a half. The uh, Canucks are playing on Wednesday night in MSG, so it's a back-to-back, but you know, not, not too much travel there. And I'm going a little off, uh, off the beaten path usually. I don't do this for this section, but I actually like the anytime goal scorer market on Josh Bailey. Uh, this is going to sound crazy because he's been terrible this entire season. But Josh Bailey's played something like 1,040 games in his NHL career, all with the Islanders, and I've probably seen 1,010 of them. And as much as we try to you know, use numbers and you know, whatever to, to guide us on these bets, uh, I can tell when Josh Bailey, I've watched him up where I can tell if he's starting to round into form a little bit. And he is, and a lot of it is, or all of it is because 
he's now the third wheel on a line. We 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 talk about how you need two players to drive a line. The Islanders have Bo Horvat playing with Matt Barzell now. They're driving a line. It looks fantastic. Bailey is the third man. He, in true Josh Bailey fashion, uh, against the Kraken, saved his own shot off the goal line. He beat Martin Jones on a on a great move down low. And then what happened? Josh Bailey flipped his own puck. The old double hit. Yeah, the old double hit. To, I actually to the, didn't see that. To I the blue line. That. Yeah, in the first period. Uh, with I was Like I said, I was in the building and I was holding a Josh Bailey first goal scorer ticket. So that was just wonderful to watch. Um, anyways, Barzell and Horvat, they're clicking already. Uh, both, both players have goals uh, in their two games together. Bailey's coming close. Uh, and it's and I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's because he's not forced to be the second man on the line with Barzell. He's played with, it's been Barzell, Bailey, Casey Sezikis, who's their fourth line center, Barzell, Bailey, Beauvillier, who's clearly not a top line winger in the NHL. Uh, so now that Bailey can kind of do what he does best, which is, which is kind of be the the trailer, the guy who, who kind of sits and waits and stalks the pace of the game uh, and cleans up, he looks better. He looks better. He looks dangerous. He's getting good looks. If he doesn't save his own shots, uh, he's going to find the back of the net. And he's going to be a big number because he's got six goals on the season and he hasn't scored in months. So if you can get Josh Bailey, he should be around plus 350, plus 400, anytime goal scorer. Or if you want to back him first goal scorer, however you want to do it, I think he's going to be a great bet. I also like the Islanders to to light it up uh, again. I think the offense has started to come around a little bit. It's not just Horvat. It's also Kyle Palmieri's healthy. So it gives them two legitimate scoring lines for the first time in a long, long time. Uh, and it allows everyone kind of just play their role, uh, their respective role. There's not too much pressure being put on guys like, uh, you know, Zach Parisi, JG Pajot to, to to carry the offensive bird and they can do what they do best. Um, so, yeah, Josh Bailey, anytime goal scorer. I don't know if you saw that one coming uh, as my, my favorite bet for uh, Thursday night. Yeah, I actually like a bet on the Islanders to cover the spread in this game. I think... I can see your logic with the team total, but also they've been playing so well defensively and with uh, Sorokin likely to go, if they score three, they could be covering the spread. If they score four, they're almost certainly going to be covering the spread. So I can see both kind of uh, ways of looking at it, but I like the Islanders to take advantage of this spot and keep tracking down the caps in this wild card race. I'm sure they'll catch us before they play again, probably. Yeah, it's uh, it's on. It's it's truly on. I think I told you uh, after the Islanders lost the Senators, I said, "Watch out!" Like I think it's coming, and now watch them flop against the Canucks. But it's Canucks, Canadian Senators for the Islanders the next three games. So they just got to keep trucking along before they they play the Penguins, Bruins, Penguins uh, on the following weekend. Oh, and I'll slide in an honorable mention for Friday. I think the Leafs, Blue Jackets over six and a half could be a really good play. Coming out of the all-star break, I feel like I can see some narratives for that just being a gong show. So if it's seven, <laughs> I would pass. But if it's six and a half at close to plus money, I think that's a really strong play. Um, yeah, and they're playing, they're they're doing the the uh, home and home back to back, I believe, right? So it's uh, in Columbus Friday night, and then they'll be in Toronto on Saturday night. Um, yeah, I actually didn't really see much uh, for, for for Friday night, but I think that there there's going to be, uh, I think actually like. Uh, your, your capitals on Saturday that because it's just the first game back for both them and Boston. I think we're going to catch a decent number against uh, to go against Boston. And those are the kind of the spots you want to take on teams like that. Anyways, um, our underdogs, Seattle, Vegas, best bets, Josh Bailey can't even say with straight face. Our best bets are Josh <laughs> Bailey and uh, anytime goal scorer, 
and uh, <laughs> the Flames in regulation against the Red Wings. Uh, for Dick Martin, I'm Michael Lebuff. This has been another episode of Line Change presented by BetMGM. We will see you next week. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.